Hello, everybody, and welcome to another Brownie Points Guide to Cinema Star Wars Recap Bonus Episode. I'm Dan. I'm Nick. And these are the bonus episodes where we are recapping every single live-action Star Wars film leading up to The Rise of Skywalker. Nick, what did we watch this week? Uh, we watched Star Wars Episode Five: The Empire Strikes Back, the best Star Wars movie of all time. All right, everybody, welcome to the show. As Nick said in the intro, we watched The Godfather Part Two of the Star Wars film saga, Episode Five: The Empire Strikes Back. This film was not directed by George Lucas. It was directed by... And boy, uh, does it show. Yeah, this was directed by Irvin uh, Kirshner, and the story was written by George Lucas, but the actual screenplay was written by Lee Brackett and the infamous Lawrence Kasdan. All the original cast came back for this. Mark Hamill, Harrison Ford, Carrie Fisher, uh, plus the addition of Billy Dean Williams... So, um, and we got a glimpse of, uh, the, the emperor this time and God, I, I have nothing but positive things to say about this movie. This is, this is the best star Wars film. It's, it's jumped over rogue one in terms of, uh, well, I mean, we haven't really officially released a list, but it's jumped over rogue one for me as the best star Wars film period. Uh, there's just everything is so elevated in this film. Like it's not just the fact that like it had a bigger budget, but just it's just something about this film, especially like since we just watched episode four last week and we ha I have that closer reference frame. Just something about this film, like they took such care making this film, like adding some real dramatic oomph to it. All the acting is better. The sets are bigger and better. The action set pieces, there's so many, and they're all epic. And um, just, I, I mean, it's worth noting that the Darth Vader-Luke uh, battle at the end is still just as thrilling and iconic as it has always been lauded to be or um, since it came out, like as one of the most iconic like good versus evil moments in film history um i even liked mark hamill in this movie i thought mark had a pretty great performance this time around versus what i thought last week um just this it, it's everything it it's everything you hear it's the best one i mean what do you what's your quick hot take on this i give it sprinkles by the way on our scale um yeah I uh, I agree. By the way, um, I give it sprinkles. This, you know, our our scale. Just a recap. Uh, single brownie is you know absolutely terrible. Or I'm sorry, a single cookie is absolutely terrible. Like Attack of the Clones. Uh, single brownie is okay. There was a neat idea uh, type movie. Half pan is all right. It's so so. Um, a um, a full pan is pretty good but not perfect and then full pan with sprinkles is bordering on perfect uh this movie sprinkles i absolutely love it um 
I I love the kind of hopelessness there is. I like that the uh, that Darth Vader is kind of developed as a character, not not because it's revealed that he's Luke's father, um, but more more along the lines of they show him not as, so much as like an evil henchman or like. Uh, you know, like the empires, you know, go do this guy. They develop him as a character. They show him, you know, so much on the star destroyer commanding the fleet and showing that he, he really is a powerful military man in the empire. Um, the, the, the Hoth scene, I love, um, it's honestly, that battle is, is one of my favorite star Wars battles. Um, yo, I texted, I remember, I remember texting you right at the as the movie started because I forgot the Yeti was literally in the first five minutes of the movie. Like, yeah, this movie also like will actually make me cold. That hot the Hoth scenes will make me cold. I There's only the only other movie I can think of where like I watch a scene and I'm like, oh, I'm cold is uh, the Gray. Ooh, you <laughs> like I say every now and then, if you want to feel cold. You should watch the movie I saw right when we started this show, starring Mads Mikkelsen from Rogue One. Stop pitching Arctic. I will not stop pitching Arctic because... It's not that I don't want to see it. I just have not had the ability to see it. Well, I'm going to I'm gonna come visit you, and I you're going to download the Amazon Prime app on your PlayStation. I'm going to log in, and we're going to watch Arctic. <laughs> This is the strangest threat I've gotten in a while. And we're going to snuggle under your St. Louis blanket, and it's going to be awesome! It's going to be warm. <laughs> I'll keep you I'll keep you as warm as the, the inside of the uh, wonton or whatever that was. For, okay, there's many things weird about that statement. One, it's a tauntaun. <laughs> Two, I will gladly pass on that. <laughs> and three... Kelsey might slap you. Uh, <laughs> okay, she wonton. Oh my god. So are Star Wars animals uh, wontons or tauntauns? That's right up there with uh, our hot pockets raviolis. Stop. Or dumplings. Stop. Stop. Oh my god. You thought I was bad with captive state. Dude, it's no. We're not. We're not having this debate. I. I. I can't have that. I can't have that rattle my brain any more than it already has. <laughs> I like how you're like, I can't have it rattle my brain any more than it has. So you're admitting I was right. I'm I'm admitting that I will start losing sleep over this if you keep bringing it up. <laughs> you're just going to be sitting in bed screaming, Shut up, Nick! Shut up, Nick! Shut up, Nick! <laughs> Babe, what's wrong? It's a hot pocket! Uh- <laughs> I could just see you sitting there, like staring at the, staring out the window. Jerry comes up and starts meowing, and you're just like, "Jerry, is a hot pocket a ravioli or a dumpling?" And Jerry just like blankly stares up at you, and then throws up a hairball and falls asleep. Well, that's that's Jerry every time he comes out and watch a movie with me. Like Jerry is above is as above as ah oh my god I can't even say it is as above so below as dumb as I think it is, and then he just walks out of the room. <laughs> <laughs> um but it's better than nala nala will try and lay down but she can't like sit still so she gets up and she's like i'm gonna lay this way and now 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 this way it's like jesus nala i will pet you if you just stop moving oh that's kind of that's kind of cute 
Uh, yeah, fuzzy butt's really cute. Um, <laughs> yeah. Anyway, let's 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 bring let's bring this shit back to Star Wars. Um, <laughs> enough about our cats. Our unofficial mascots of brownie points. <laughs> uh, but anyway, the um no back to the Hoth sequence. Like, dude, the fact that the movie starts off with that gangbusters of an action sequence, like most movies would have something like that like be the climax of the movie but like nope we're gonna start the very off the, next movie does we're gonna start off with insane warfare right off the bat <laughs> like it is brutal the very next movie does with the battle of endor well yeah i mean like just how brutal it was like i forgot how actually like it kind of reminded me of rogue one like wow this movie was a lot more like grounded yeah, in its Rogue warfare One basically than I watched that scene and was like what if we pushed it a little further and also didn't freeze our asses off well yeah and it's it's <laughs> but also i think i mean you could attest this to the budget of the movie getting expanded which um by the way we were at just 11 million dollars last week uh versus this week uh take a guess at what the budget was oh it's actually not as high as i was expecting i'm literally researching this in real time listeners um (laughs) 20 no it's 18 what yeah the movie's budget was apparently again according to take it with a grain of salt.com uh uh 18 million dollars it only it didn't even go up it don't wow not even 10 million dollars huh but god like they made that they made that money go a long way um and 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 full disclosure yes just like last week we watched the special edition because that's the editions that we own but um let me ask this right off the bat did you notice hardly any of the cgi in the movie because i really didn't no this this one did not look like it was super heavy impacted the one major change i noticed was the palpatine re-edit was he re-edited yeah, because it used to, it was, uh, originally it was like an old woman. Oh. And then this, so the Palpatine scene in this is the scene I was talking about during Revenge of the Sith, where it's like they filmed a scene that the em- the Emperor scene for this movie was actually filmed during Star Wars Episode Three, and then put in for the special edition uh, DVD. Oh, ser- wow. Seriously? Yeah. Oh, wow. I was going to say, like... Dang, that guy's voice has not changed at all in 30 years. Like, <laughs> but I remember, I remember getting like the special edition VHSs, and they talked about like what they did. Uh, one of the other things was like the snowspeeder scenes. You'd see like this from inside the cockpit. You could actually see the four-legged walkers through like the window, like the panels and the win- uh, for the windows, the the metal panels. You could actually see the four-legged walker through there. Like, yeah, so we just like made that more solid. From from what I remember, this movie wasn't really touched up that much. Dude, as far as I compared compared to the first one. Oh yeah, as far as I could tell, there's hardly a thing touched. Like if anything, the only moment that I would even accuse this film of retouching is like some exterior shots just of like well just some kind of general like establishing shots of like cloud city like it felt oh yeah they do they do change that they change some cloud city stuff yeah it felt like the cloud city stuff like there was one shot of like the the double whatever you want to call it we called it my family called it the fortune cookie car it looked like it looked like a pod racer without the cabin in the back like yeah it looks like a fortune cookie 
Oh, it kind of. <laughs> now you say that, it kind of does. There was one. There was a couple shots with like you're following one of those that looked like it was kind of out of place time wise. I had a I had a Star Wars video game a couple years ago where you could fly around as one of those, and those things are like ridiculously overpowered in that game. Well, that's just lazy game making. It sounds like like not being not being able to it's, gauge the. Uh... <laughs> it's it's absolutely hilarious because those things are speeders and they're like demolishing like spacecraft. Oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> I had a I had a Lego one of those when I was a kid too, and I, honestly, that was one of the cooler Star Wars Legos I had. Was that ship? I I remember I had a battle droid like from the prequel trilogy. Like I had a yeah. pretty. It was surprisingly tall, one of those. Like, one of those that had, like, all the, like, weird, super specific mechanical-looking pieces. Like, it was probably at oh, least, like... Oh, Technics? I, I think so. It was, like, a foot or two... It, it was, like, two feet tall. Like, it was pretty big. It took forever to build that thing. Did you, uh, did you program it to, like, be your robot slave? And you're like, bring me candy. No, I... It didn't do anything cool like that, except for, like, you could pop the head up and down, like... Outside, outside of that, it couldn't do anything. <laughs> I can just imagine, like, your friends coming over, like, that looks cool. And you're like, yeah, watch this. And you, like, make it nod. Oh, and it was, well, it was fragile, too. Like, I barely, I didn't touch it after I built it. Like, the thing was so, like, <laughs> you could just blow air on it. It would fall apart. <laughs> <laughs> That's terrifying. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, the, um, I'm trying to, so, I mean, we've already touched a little bit about Hoth. Like, um, what about... What did you think of like the how much focus that there was brought into with the uh with Han and Leia like this time around like expand it, the film really takes a lot of time like establishing and really making kind of like a B story early on too yeah like making a and apparently I think uh, Carrie Fisher admitted like they had like a relationship during this movie there was no way that they weren't dude there's no which I think I think they were like they're like yeah she's like sixteen or eighteen or something. And he was like married. I was like, oh, okay, that's weird. There's um, no way they didn't have an affair while they were making this movie, dude. Like the way that like, there's. I mean, I, of course, I, I, I can only say this like because I have heard those rumors too. But like, looking at it now, there's no way that like there's yeah every kind of like how every joke has a kernel of truth to it. I could see in this performance, like, the way that they would look at each other, like, just those little subtle moments, like, after they actually say the line, I, I, can, I feel like I could see some realness to it. And it also helped that Leia stopped trying to have a British accent. Like, <laughs> you, you scruffy, scruffy-looking look, nerf herder. I could just imagine Han being like, I'll herd your nerf. i was just about to say how much i actually laughed at that just like (laughs) but now you had to make it gross Uh. (laughs) you don't even know what nerf is nerf nerf makes some amazing soft bullet guns i don't know the better way to say that um (laughs) bullet or soft dark guns my god dark dark guns thank you um um uh, speaking speaking of scandalous activity with this movie Oh, do tell. <laughs> the incest in this movie where, like, well, she's mad at Hans. She's like, I'm going to kiss Luke. And then, like, a movie later, they're like, yeah, she's your sister. Well, no. Okay, well, hold on. We don't know that yet. Trying to keep this in perspective of, like, if this was the first time so that we've seen this. So what you're saying is this. if you don't know, incest is okay. Well, no, oh, my God. No. Hold on. Hold on. Alabama, you're fine. Okay, hold on. <laughs> 
Uh, by the way, you're just going to ignore me finally making fun of Alabama after your comment about Alabama doctors a couple weeks ago. <laughs> oh, my. I almost forgot that. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yes. No. Ha. So take that, Bama. <laughs> <laughs> yes. No. Ha. Uh, plus, you lost to LSU, so suck it. Um <laughs> <laughs> um, it's all right. Kentucky lost to the Evansville Purple Aces. Oh my God! Right? The how? How? Any any given day. Um, um, but no. The back to the incest. What I'm trying to say is that back to the incest. <laughs> We're coming up with so many good shirt ideas. <laughs> I'll herd your nerf and back to the incest. I'll I'll nerf your hearst back to the incest. <laughs> Oh, my God. Jesus. Oh, my God. What I'm trying to say is that we don't know that that is the case because trying to pretend that this is the first time we've seen this film, which I try to do with these, we don't know that because we haven't seen episode six yet where Luke gets the other bombshell. But what I'm getting at is in episode six, once he finds out, he does not immediately start vomiting. (laughs) <laughs> I'm sure that happened in what the robot chicken or family guy or the thousand other parodies of this we've seen. Leia is your si- Leia is my sister. Well, since we're talking about it, I mean, let's just go ahead and uh, jump to it. Like this is the movie. Obviously the most iconic moment of this movie is one of the m- most memorable lines in cinema history Luke. Put Captain Solo in the cargo hold. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we got. We can save him from the bounty hunter. But <laughs> 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 um, no, the um, no, it, Luke. I am your father, dude. That scene is still so powerful. Like, yeah. <laughs> honestly, watching it's like the ultimate gut punch. I I love the videos that uh go on social, like go on like YouTube and stuff where people like film. They're like five-year-old kid watching star Wars, or like five to ten year old kid watching star wars for the first time and they see that in the empire strikes back and it's just a look on their face of like no dude the but the <laughs> the what the the follow-up line to that though where he's like search your feelings you know it to be true i'm like why would he know that to be true he just knows you as guy in black who killed an old man he was friends with and is in charge of the empire. Well, if, like, why would he know that you're his dad? Well, no, the they would both be so in tuned with the Force that he could. I mean, I don't know something with the Force. Like, what? I do want to say one thing. Uh, speaking of the Force, I, I like I know I know in uh, A New Hope. He, uh, Darth Vader's like, the force is strong with this one. I know he senses the force in Luke. How does he, in this movie, figure out who Luke is and that's why he's hunting him? Oh, you, sorry, you said Yoda? No, 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 no. So, during the Death Star Trench run in A New Hope, Darth Vader, you know, he's like, oh, the force is strong with this one about Luke. And then in this movie, Vader's hunting Luke. Like, not hunting, like, to kill him, but he's like, like, does, how did he figure out the guy that was strong with the force that blew up the Death Star was Luke? How did he, how did he get that connection made? That's actually a really good question. Wasn't um, that was that was this is the fir- this watching it this time is the first time I ever thought that. Oh, there's got to um, 
maybe it's just something that happens in the background because I mean there is a little bit of time like obviously some time had to go by between him getting thrown into the space and then the rebellion deciding it's been that six days well between the between the rebellion getting reestablished on hoth and vader eventually like reconvening uh the empire ships that are still remaining all back together like that is a good question though i can't remember yeah did you um speaking of speaking of Vader, did you like how he just like disposes of admirals and captains and stuff like that? Like M- Imperial uh Imperial uh commanders, stuff like that. How he just dispenses of them like their to- uh tissue paper. Oh dude, like, they were I like I like when he goes he goes, That's it. The rebels are there and the guys the guy just goes, Sir, there are so many uh, uh, uncharted th- things. They could be spice miners. They could be smugglers. This love how Vader's like, no, they're there. Shut up, Dave. Dude, they were they were more expendable than like red suits in Star Trek. Like, <laughs> they they might as well just have said they might as well just have had a shirt that said, "I'm going to die." Before before this movie's over. Maybe it's all out of spite because he lost his best general in the last film. Oh no, I like uh, I really like the apology accepted, Captain Nina. <laughs> scene. I love that one. I was like, oh wow, he's a terrible boss to work for. Oh yeah, dude, that was he's he's so ruthless in this film. Like that's why I was talking about like the character expansion. Like they spend they do such a great job at like we already talked about like the Han and Leia love story getting expanded, and then. Just the ruthless brutality of Darth Vader in this. Like, I kind of – I can kind of see better now, like, what you're talking about, like, making just a solo of Vader. Like, yeah. I couldn't – again, like, just like episode four, it's been a very long time since I've seen any of episode four, five, or six. I forgot he so was – So before, before this or before Solo – your last taste of what Darth Vader was like was when Hayden Christensen was walking around in the Darth Vader suit in Episode Three. Pretty well, I. No wonder when I told you I wanted a Vader standalone film, you said, "Why? They made three movies about him." Well, yeah, I, I, I do. I will concede that I hadn't, I didn't have this frame of reference that I do now because it's been so many. Friggin' years since I've seen any of these movies. So what you need to say is, Nick, you're right. I I see a potential. Like I just I would need to hear the pitch, and I would want some emotional haunting. Like that's the only thing I would require. Is I would want the movie to make a little bit of focus on. The emotional turmoil that is haunting him like i would i would oh yeah he's still he's still like constantly is thinking about padme yeah i really honestly like i mean i would sincerely want to know like him he can't cope with it like the the seed of his strength his hatred is still haunting him i would i would that's the only thing i would require a darth vader shining crossover thing where he plays he plays the Jack character in the movie. Here's Johnny. <laughs> <laughs> Apology accepted, Captain Daddy Boy. 
I hear that you have plans for Danny. I would just like to know what those plans are. <laughs> when you hear me breathing, or when you don't hear me breathing, whatever you hear me doing. <laughs> oh my god. That's that's awesome. I like that idea. Oh, no, no, no. The only thing, though, is that it's still got to be a plaid shirt and slacks, but with the Vader helmet. Yes. <laughs> he's, car- he's carrying around a lightsaber axe. <laughs> Yo, a lightsaber axe is actually kind of awesome. It's just a giant hilt, and then the axe head is a lightsaber. Yeah. Oh, dude. <laughs> That'd be awesome. Um uh, anyway, um, he'd be cutting through the doors faster than Jack Nicholson. It's like one swing, they explode. And Stanley Kubrick would be so pissed, just like, no, it's too fast. There's got to be more of a struggle. Bring in door sixty-five. Slow it down. I literally can't. <laughs> you got to actually fight through the door. This thing is made out of lasers. Like, <laughs> you've, you've got to. Uh, we just need you to kick through the door. He's like, I have robot calves. <laughs> Half my body is metal. This isn't going to be harder. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Well, my body's harder. Well, certain parts of my body's harder. Well, below my waist, certain parts. You know what? <laughs> you know what? Screw it. I'm going to kick the door. Like, <laughs> He's like rams his head through it. He's like here's annie oh oh by the way that just made me think of one moment of this movie i actually did really like laugh a lot at that i wasn't supposed to what's that um it was the part um it was in the lightsaber fight between luke and vader and um when luke nicks him in the arm like of course he nicks him in the one part of his arm that's still flesh. Like <laughs> I, so you talk about like you laughed a lot at that scene. I actually love that part because that's when he like, and in the beginning of the fight, he's just toying with Luke, and then once they uh, get out the window where Vader like threw the stuff at Luke, once they're out at the, like the kind of like spire thing, I love that Darth Vader's like, you know what, I've had enough, and he's like. The like how hard he's swinging. It's like if I don't cut through you, I'm gonna break your collarbone. Yeah, no, I honestly, I I just mean like I just kind of chuckled a little bit. Va- like Vader is Vader gets to a Hulk smash point in this fight. Yeah, like it. I I see exactly what you mean. Like it's so like calculated and like there's almost like a kind of like martial arts kind of discipline to it. Which um yeah, I mean I it's known that George Lucas was inspired by martial arts films for the lightsaber fights but yeah near the end of it like vader realizes like oh interesting very interesting um and realizes that luke is actually pretty pretty damn strong like he gets to that point where he's just like all right i need to finish this like this is getting kind of annoying yeah. like <laughs> he's he's like just swinging as hard as he possibly can it's like oh wow okay yeah. Calm down there, Mark McGuire. And then, of course, just like father, like son, he cuts his arm off because what does George Lucas have against arms? Like, <laughs> well, in in uh, in George's defense for this movie, this was the first or this only the second time he had done that. True. Um, and the irony of it is, is that Luke got off easy compared to what actually happened to his dad. <laughs> Oh, speaking, uh, going back to Dr. Sleep, 
uh, when um, in Doctor Sleep, when Ewan McGregor uh, is walking up the stairs and battling the battling Rose, and then uh, she overpowers him. I leaned over to Kelsey and I was like, you know what's funny is uh, he kind of got he he got uh, defeated there, but he had the high ground. And she just stared at me, and I was like, it's a Star Wars joke. <laughs> That's funny. I get. I would have laughed at that. Thank you. That's brief. <laughs> Kelsey just kind of stared at me like, what the hell are you talking about? It's Star Wars, babe. Duh! <laughs> <laughs> what, what if I just shouted that in the theater? It's Star Wars! And they're like, no, it's not. It's The Shining. <laughs> that would have been funny. <laughs> um... I think some guy had an aneurysm. <laughs> uh, uh, anyway, geez, uh, we haven't even touched half this movie. Like, we haven't even talked about Yoda or the fact that Landau's in it. Like, um, what did you think of? Um, let's start with uh, Yoda and uh, everything on Dagobah. Like, um, what did you think of uh, taking a look back at this? Like, because I texted you right right when the scene started. Like, because I forgot. Like. How big of a goofball Yoda was at the very beginning, like that ruse he put up, like. I had a really weird like observance watching it this time. Like they landed Dagobah and they're there for like two minutes. I'm like, man, can you imagine how humid it is? <laughs> like <laughs> how muggy that had to have been. <laughs> I was like, God, man, they had to be so sweaty. Um, oh no, I mean he he's goofy, but you gotta think, dude. The last time Yoda was found by somebody, they, they were trying to kill him. So he really has to act like nothing like how Yoda actually is. Do you do you think that I don't know? Do you think that's more of like a projection? Yoda's in self. Yoda's in self-induced uh, witness protection. You th- so you think he. Is just kind of method acting, or you think that like? Hundred <laughs> percent. See, I. It's weird because like we're watching these out of like actual order, order, but I. I don't know. I was, I was grappling with like, was he actually like, putting on a front to like make sure it was Luke, or was he actually a little senile until he realized like how much of the force was around Luke. And then realize, oh my snaps, god! It's... He snaps back so quickly and so well. I was, it has to be a ruse. See, okay, like you explaining that like off mic and now, like I do, I do believe that more than my theory of just like he was so senile until he realized, like, oh my gosh, there are still Jedi left. There is still someone that can carry the mantle. Like, because I mean, honestly, like that was what I was left with when I when I finished watching this. Yeah, you know, uh, when uh, one thing I always think is funny about the movie with Yoda is I like how he's like goofy and then he just like he, he doesn't like phase into Yoda. He's just like, and now I'm actually Yoda where he's like, I cannot train him like, dude, you were talking about like uh, ra- like the most random, insane stuff. And now you're like. No, I'm completely, uh, completely lucid and understand what's going on. <laughs> it's like, were you in the middle of a psychosis? What were you doing? Yeah. Um, the, uh, 
I love it. It was oh, it was really just kind of awesome to rewatch like all those classic moments of like uh, Yoda on his back and um, the upside down uh, the handstand and uh, <laughs> the one moment that I thought. Why didn't we see any of this in the prequel trilogy, by the way? Uh, oh, training like that. That's actually a really good yeah. question. Like the only training we see is is uh, younglings standing there holding swords, just flicking them back and forth, deflecting laser blasts, and making like, fun of Ewan McGregor for losing a planet. <laughs> yeah, and then, but, and then uh, getting murdered. <laughs> yeah, but, Master Skywalker, there's too many of them. What are we going to do? Blood. <laughs> he walks in like. I'm here to kill ying. I'm here to kill younglings and chew bubblegum, and I'm all out of bubblegum. <laughs> what if he's like, I'm here to chew younglings and kill bubblegum, and I'm all out of bubblegum, and he starts biting the kids. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> and then one kid's like, this is more annoying than if you stabbed us. And he's like, oh, I got my directions uh, mixed up. He starts like cutting their heads off. <laughs> Jesus. Can you imagine? Can you imagine if like. Yoda started telling Luke whatever he's like, yeah, and then uh, her, mm, yeah, and then I saw several dead children, and they were killed with lightsabers, and Darth Vader killed them, and it was so bad, and now I live in hiding while living constantly with the demons that haunt me every night when I sleep. Mm. <laughs> you know, you want to know what I thought while you were saying all that, that you sounded like? Nicholas Cage? No, it kind of sounded like it has a little bit of Yoda in it, like especially at the end. But it kind of, if you told me that you were trying to sound like Arnold Schwarzenegger's grandmother, I would believe it. <laughs> Arnold, Arnold, come get some cookies. I packed them with love. I knitted you a sweater, but I made it small so that way you can flex and bust out of it. I know your muscles are warm, but... This is made out of wool to keep you warmer. <laughs> Can you imagine the nightmares that Yoda has to live with, though, about what happened? Like, <laughs> Sorry, that was just that was an that was an awesome lack of segue back into something kind of serious. <laughs> Arnold Schwarzenegger's Arnold Schwarzenegger's grandma and genocide. Yeah. Um, all his friends and all his friends that he's been a work associate with i mean, technically a work associate with for all these decades all just murdered in a day like <laughs> he gets he comes home from work and his wife's like so yodi how was your day and he goes man anakin snapped and murdered everybody <laughs> murdered everybody we got to go to dagobah pack your bags we're going into witness protection who's who's paying for it i thought the government wanted to kill you uh no one's really paying for it we're just going into self-induced uh witness protection i don't feel like i'd be safe with you i'm leaving you and then yoda's like worst day ever <laughs> Well, I, you do bring up that. Inch Although actually, that's completely not allowed because that would mean Yoda would be married. Yeah, that's yeah. The that's why it's implausible. Yeah, because the whole <laughs> celibacy that was established in Episode Three. Um, yeah. But uh, or I guess Episode Two. But can you imagine, like, really, if you really think about it, this this whole thing could have been prevented if the Jedi just let people get married. <laughs> Well, if Hitler was just told he was a good painter. <laughs> Jesus Christ, man. <laughs> well, 
Okay, well, Anakin killed all the Jedi, and we all know what happened. I don't know. I don't know if you know this about this about these movies, Dan. Uh, they're made up. <laughs> they're not real. Yes, I'm. Hitler did exist. I, yes, I'm kidding. Jeez. <laughs> I'm just. I was hyperbolically using that logic for a joke. So. Whatever you got to say to sleep at night. <laughs> Yes, you do make an interesting point, though, that if Anakin could have just married Padme, all this would have been fine. Maybe he would have been okay and not mad that he was on the council but not promoted. Like Maybe he would have stabbed Palpatine in the face. Yeah, maybe instead of cutting off uh, Samuel L. Jackson's hand, he would have just cut Palpatine's head off because he just already cut, he cut Count Dooku's can head you, off. Can you imagine if... So say like the prop departments for Men in Black and Star Wars were working next to each other and the tools actually worked and they're like – and Men in Black, they're like, all right, I need you to stare at this right here. And then they push the button and a lightsaber comes out and just like stabs some people in the face. Oh my god. And they're like, oh my god, we got it mixed up with the Star Wars props. And they're like, all right, now we're going to have a lightsaber battle. And then he pulls out the thing and he goes to push it and it's just a neuralizer and everyone forgets what they're doing. Oh my god. That's that's a lot to process. Um. <laughs> and then and then everyone's like, man, I can't remember anything. Are these hot pockets? Are they raviolis? Stop it! No. <laughs> <laughs> um. God. Uh, oh. <laughs> Hi, Jerry. <laughs> Jerry. That was so well timed. Stop it, jeez. Yeah, Jerry, I he got all excited about something. I don't know what, but he's quiet now. Um <laughs> God. Jerry's having a nightmare about what happened to the Jedi Council. <laughs> it's like, no, 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 no. No, Perry. He's Perry that oh no, you're stabbed too. He's he could see Padme. He could see Padme dying during childbirth. I can see Padme now. The rain is gone. <laughs> God, how did we get here when we've been supposed to be talking about Episode Five? <laughs> it's so good. There's nothing new to talk about. I. Uh, well, there's kind of some truth to that. Like, I. God, like. I don't know. It's, it's hard. It's hard to honestly offer any new perspective on this movie. Um. I, I will say there there are some times where it feels like the movie drags a little bit. Uh, okay. Not a lot. Well, wait, well, what parts? Which uh, let's look. Let's dive into that. There's some Dagobah stuff that feels like it drags a little bit. Drags on, you say? Hmm. Yeah. I like. Uh, I will say I do like how they go in Yoda's hut. And Yoda made it to be his size, and looks like trying to walk around in it. Oh. <laughs> I was like, this is what happens when a human tries to live in a dollhouse. Yeah. I thought that was funny, too. Yeah. Um, I, but... Do you want to know a weird nickname I used to have for Yoda when I was a kid? What? Uh, I don't know why. I, for a while, was like, his name's Poda. What? Why Poda? I don't know. I thought it sounded funny. What? Did you just deliberately not want to pronounce his name Yoda? I don't know. I just remember when I was little, I'd play with my Star Wars action figures, and I'd be like, "All right, I got Poda." I was like, "That's <laughs> Yoda." 
That's really funny. Like, oh, so spe- speaking of Star Wars action figures, kind of a fun fact. When I was young, I always wanted to get uh, the uh, Boba Fett action figure that was released like when the special editions of the original trilogy came out, and I could never find it when I was a kid. And I told Kelsey that, and like the first Christmas we had, she bought me like the Empire Strikes Back uh, Boba Fett action figure, and it's like one of my favorite things she's ever given me. Oh, that's awesome. Good yeah. job, Kelsey. <laughs> yeah. She got me Boba Fett. I got her a ring. So, you know, I think we're even. But say it one more time. Uh, she got me Boba Fett. I got her a ring. So I think we're even. Oh, yeah. No, that's 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 about even. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, oh, no, I, I just uh, I think we need to talk a little bit about um the uh solo and uh landau relationship like especially since we've just seen uh solo what two weeks ago yeah three weeks ago oh three weeks ago yeah the no four no it wasn't four weeks ago was it yeah we had this one a new hope star uh rogue one and then solo oh wow yeah that's oh god yeah that's right um, but no, like I had been saying, like, I wanted to look at this in like that, the first time perspective, but like, I couldn't, I honestly kind of couldn't help it in this case, like with, um, having seen solo as recently as we did, like, um, looking at kind of separating that film from this, like it's, it, it was completely believable, like that, um, they had i don't know just something about the scene was just so different that did they had they uh had they ever acted in a movie together before uh harrison ford and billy d i don't think so but here the part of me like what their the their specific chemistry is so good it makes i was like there's got to be some previous relationship between the two of them yeah you would think like i here's a better way to say what i was trying to say like I guess uh, the actors, Donald Glover and um, uh, I already forgot the guy's name, but um, Steve. Sure, Steve. Uh, they captured their mannerism so perfectly. Yeah. Like, I, there were, the way they, at least Harrison and Billy sold their performances was so good. Like, um, I love the whole kind of suave, like, Oh, hello, Leia. Would you like to come have a drink with us? Like, yeah. <laughs> Billy, they, it looks like they're just like, hey, Billy D, we're going to give you boots and uh, we're going to change like your pants. But and a cape. you're just going to walk on a set and just be you. Yeah. And a cape. And you can do the the, the no, hand reveal every time you say something Billy, like Billy D um, owns several capes. Oh, come right this way. Oh, yes. Everything's great here on cloud city like <laughs> everything's great here on cloud city clouds of farts um <laughs> uh one thing i want to talk about though is the music for the movie oh john um, john williams returning once again how how drastically different it is from the first movie because the first movie is so you know like whimsical and happy and adventurous and this one is just like you know, oppression, depressing, sadness, and uh, 
upright, you know, big power right in your face because the Empire's unstoppable. Like, it's it's interesting to see the difference in the music uh, for this movie. Yeah, it's kind of like um, it's kind of like how the music changed between the prequel trilogy films. Like, because it really is like John Williams has such a fine ear for finding the right kind of music that needs to be in each movie like not going through his whole resume but like the music for episode one versus episode two or three is so drastically different same with like you were saying just between four and five like he really really pumped up the drama just He's that's this one feels much more tragic than the first one. Well, yeah, of course, like because Han gets put in kryptonite and Luke gets his hand cut off and finds out Darth Vader's his dad and like Princess Leia makes out with her brother. And Lando betrays his best friend, even though C3PO's blown up. No, he's just ripped apart. Um, Chewie has to. Oh, I thought Chewie has to hear that loud siren while everyone else is having that awkward dinner with Vader. Like, (laughs) I like. We would be honored if you would join us. I I would have just loved if Han's like, depends on what's the main course. I'm gluten free. Do you have that? (laughs) No, he just goes. I need the kosher meal. I swear to God, if there are any peanuts. My face will explode and it'll be on you. <laughs> I didn't want salmon. I said it four times. <laughs> uh, but yeah, the uh, no, I agree. Just John Williams did such a good job with this music too. Like especially like again, just in the climax. Like I I I cannot get over the end of this film. Like. Uh, the the way the set looked in the uh, the the freezing room uh, the what was the what was the kryptonite Kry- or not kryptonite what uh, I said kryptonite <laughs> the uh, whatever the carbonite. carbonite yes carbonite God good lord I, I dude I saw a uh, uh, a rug online that was Han Solo in the carbonite thing and I was like. I was like, man, that's gotta be really weird, like to have his hand like poke you in the foot. And then I was like, oh, it's not a 3D rug. <laughs> <laughs> this is like last year when I saw it. But it's, uh, a, it's, a, yeah. it's a rug that you can throw over yourself and like stick your hands through like gloves, like. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I was. Can you imagine how like because they show him like pushing the thing and it's and it's just floating? But can you imagine how heavy that would be in real life? Oh my god! Yes. Dude, that thing when they lifted it up, and they and just dropped it over. Oh yeah, it, it it doesn't it doesn't even like have like a bounce. It's a solid like thousand pound thud. <laughs> like yeah, can you imagine the dent in the floor? Oh dude, you could I I was I was worried that like he died from there's that. Like, there's like the cleaning crew off on the side. Dude, no, like oh if he survives the freezing process. How about if he survives you dropping him? Like, <laughs> yeah. they, they, they drop it and they're and then he like gets unfrozen and he's like, my back feels like a disc slipped. They're like, yeah, they kind of handled you a little rough after you were frozen. Why can't I feel my legs anymore? <laughs> Can you imagine? Um, 
can you imagine like uh, Han going in it? They're like, we don't know. It might kill him if he's just like, I mean, I'll just, if he just was like, you know what? I'll willingly just go to Java. We don't even need to freeze me at this point. Yeah, no, 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 no. I'm, I'm okay. I will, I will just go. He's got, uh, Boba's got a gun. Let's, I'll go. It's okay. <laughs> this, this movie, um, this movie starts the uh, Star Wars fan favorite. It's a trap scene. Uh, everyone thinks that uh, uh, Admiral Akbar said it. Nope, Princess Leia screams it bloody murder in this movie. Oh, that's true. Oh, I didn't even think about Admiral Akbar when she was yelling that. That's funny. Well, when you've seen it as much as I have, you tend to find new things to look for because you've already seen the other stuff like 8,000 times. Yeah, I uh, definitely – I could – honestly, I could probably count on one hand how many times I've seen the prequel trilogies. I've def- I, honestly, I've not seen these movies that many times. Like I know I've seen them more than once. I mean I, including this obviously, but no, I've, these weren't films that I ever really rewatched. I uh I rewatch these constantly. Oh yes, I'm I'm aware. I um I mean, I don't know, like there's <laughs> I'm sorry guys if you I mean, hopefully you've enjoyed us just rambling a little bit, but that's the problem when it comes to a movie that's so good. Like assuming that you watched along We can't critique anything. Yeah, like assuming you watched along with us other and, than the incest. Assuming you watched along with us and agree or if you hadn't and you just wanted our hot takes on it and then it's just like, well, they're not really talking that much about the movie. There's – I mean – But at least we haven't mentioned sports yet. Yeah, I, not this time. Uh, <laughs> but – Can we uh, can we talk about the bounty hunter scene for a second? Oh, wait, wait. Uh, what specifically about Boba? What do you mean? Not No, not just Boba. I like uh, the scene where like they meet with all the bounty hunters. And uh, I like how the one guy's like, bounty hunters, we don't need their scum. And then they look directly above him, and it's it's Bosk. It's like, oh, okay, he definitely heard you. Oh, uh, was um, – or wait, no, Boss was – Boss was a costume, was he? Because for, for some reason I'm thinking right now he was CGI, but I think I'm wrong. The lizard? Yeah, it was – dude, that's practical effect. Okay, I, I don't know why, but for some reason, just right now I thought he was CGI'd in for some reason. But I might be uh, – I was really tired when I started the movie last night, so, uh, <laughs> truth, uh, peek behind the curtain, I watched this movie yeah. in two parts, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Dan pulled a me, um, but I like that, and then, uh, obviously the no disintegrations part, but, uh, the one thing I do, I will say I like, or a solo enhanced for this movie, was establishing, you know, when, uh, Han's like, no, Imperial Protocol is before they make a jump to light speed, they dump their trash and then they get in formation and they leave. And it's like, you know what? It would make sense that after being in the Imperial Navy or whatever, uh, he would know that. True. Yeah, that's true. That's the one good thing Solo did for the future for the other movies. Everything else was crap. I uh no we we've already had our thoughts on it and then I'm, and then Boba Fett's just like chilling out there he's like I'm gonna I'm gonna assume he's gonna go out with the trash because he's trash unlike me because I'm Boba Fett yeah he I know he's got a bigger role in the next film but honestly like no he doesn't 
Well, that's the thing I'm getting at, though, is that, like, Boba Fett's really not that interesting to me. Like... Shut your mouth. He's got a cool suit and a gun. What else? He's got a backpack that makes him fly, and it's got a rocket, and he's got a cool gun. Cool! What happened to him besides his father got his head cut off? A lot of stuff. But you need to not see the movies for it. You gotta play, like, video games and read books and stuff. I ain't got no time for that. Like, <laughs> I got too many other movies we have to watch for this show. Like, <laughs> Can you imagine if we did, like, for our Star Wars recap episodes, we're like, we're also going to read all the expanded universe novels. Oh, my God. I would, we'd have to just make that a whole nother podcast. Like, <laughs> uh, well, I wouldn't participate because that would involve reading. Yeah. No, oh, dude, with the, with the schedules that we have right now, like, just because of these bonus episodes, like, I... Yeah, I like doing them, but I also can't wait for them to be over. <laughs> it has made rec- it has made recording and watching movies during the week so difficult. Yeah, when we already try to watch th- two or three movies for the show, and then we add this on top of it, like, well, yeah, like I- I'm honestly glad that after this, there's only three of them left. Uh, I am a little sad though that like we're already this far through into it when I still remember when it was just a glimmer in our eyes, like. Or when we talked about it for literally three months. Yeah. And then I had to figure out the schedule and I. Yeah, I just. Uh, the good old days of two and a half months ago. Yeah. <laughs> or one and a half months ago. No. Yeah. Two months ago. Yeah. I just it's been fun, though. Like I and again, I want to say sorry, guys. I mean, we it's hard for us. It's honestly like and you, if you listen to our main show, too. It's hard for us to stay focused and talk about the movie when it's really good cuz like I just there's who what what can you say you other cast, than it's great? Who would you cast Nicolas Cage as in this movie? Ooh. Um are we talking are we talking 80s young Nicolas Cage or No, no, no. Like just it, Nicolas Cage in general. Um that's a great question. Who do you have in mind? Maybe that'll inspire something in me. I think I'd have him as the first, uh, like, admiral that Vader kills. The Oh, okay. <laughs> Sir, there are so many uncharted... Uh, there are so many uncharted civilizations out there. We don't know if it's them. Uh, 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 uh. Dude, seriously, I'm not choking you. Uh, Vader, please me. Uh. So just him choking, just him doing the choking noise again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he starts choking, and Vader's like, again, I'm not doing anything. <laughs> I want to make this abundantly clear. He's just dying because he's stupid. Have you just been obsessed with Nicolas Cage choking since we watched Vampire's Kiss? Like, <laughs> Did he choke in that movie? I don't remember. Yeah, my favorite part of that movie that nobody ever really like makes memes out of is when he's in the taxi with Alpha, and he goes like, <laughs> shut up oh yeah uh, shut up you b-word <laughs> now nah, i remember that scene god that's ah, oh, that's my favorite part of that movie it's so funny your favorite part of that movie is verbal assault <laughs> either that either that or when he's dragging the the piece of wood from the pallet and just going Oh my god. Oh, I love that movie. I love this movie. 
I did, I did too. I, I I will say this. I I typically watch this movie like two to three times a year. I love this movie. I I do too. This I still just every single thing in this movie is just done so well, and everything just feels so much genuinely more emotional, dramatic, and all the all the acting is so good. All it's not just the fact that they had um, the budget behind it, but let's end this with this. I think the fact that I, – I'm very much convinced that the fact that George Lucas actually was a little bit more hands-off on this is why it worked. <laughs> yeah. Because he only had the story credit. That means he didn't actually write the script. Like, he had the – yeah. In the pr- he's a good story guy, and he can't he can direct a story. He cannot do anything else. Yeah, in the pro- in the writing process, the story treatment is not the same as the actual script. So all he did was write, literally write like a story, like not a novel. Like it's not like he he literally wrote like a three hundred page novel. Like he writes like a a forty fifty or whatever page length layout of the story. But then you add the dialogue into that and um, set directions, things like that, and that's the script. George didn't do that second half, which means he didn't have a say in the dialogue. And I, I'm a hundred percent convinced that's why the dialogue in this movie's not so stupid. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, same. Very, very much the same. And God, it makes me wish that he was more hands off before, like just in like an executive producer and story credit role, like. Yeah. I mean, he did again. He, uh, episode four is the best movie he's directed, like, um, at least as of up to now. He uh, he directed episode six, didn't he? Uh, honestly, I don't remember. Um, well, we'll find out here in a second when I pull it up for the closer. But uh, <laughs> but no, I, yeah, it's it's so good. I this was just as uh, as fun of a recap trip. Uh, as anything we've done, like in our time machines, I yeah nothing nothing. Our review praise. for it might suck, but it's just because there it's so good that we can't really add too much new to it. Yeah, I, I and there's nothing for us to criticize. No, there's yeah, that's the thing. I got nothing bad to say about it, and everything just it's like the Lego Movie song. Everything is awesome. Like I, everything is cool when you're part of a team. Yeah, rebel team. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean, unless you have anything else, I mean, let's... No. All right, right on. We'll we'll be right back here in a second to let you know what, obviously, we're going to be watching next week. All right, everybody. Thank you so much for joining us on our Brownie Points Guide to Cinema Star Wars bonus recap episodes. As always, we have been going in narrative chronological order, which means we have already recapped episodes one through three, the Disney prequel films, and episodes four and five. So, logically, next week we'll be coming back with episode six, Return of the Jedi from 1983, directed by Richard uh, Marquand and written by George Lucas and Lawrence Kasdan. All the cast is coming back. It is the end of the original trilogy. 
it's the epic conclusion. It was Return of the King before Return of the King. Nick, let the people know where they can reach out to us via social media. Facebook, Brownie Points Guide to Cinema. Twitter, at Brownie underscore Cinema. And Instagram, Brownie underscore Points underscore Guide. Uh, also, we have a Gmail account, Brownie Points Guide to Cinema at gmail.com. Uh, the profile pictures for those is the bowl of popcorn with the brownie in it, the show logo. Uh, send us, uh, if you want us to do other kind of unique focus countdown ideas for bonus episodes. To be completely honest with you guys, Dan and I are probably going to take a long break after this uh, from them, but we could return to them in the future. Uh, brownie points, or I'm sorry, brownie bites ideas you want us to do uh, for lists. Uh, for just topics you want us to discuss, trailers you want us to discuss, movies you want us to do in the time machine, or movies you want us to make sure we see in the theater for the show, uh, just let us know. And if you are listening to us and have not hit that subscribe button, go ahead and do that, whether you're listening to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, or Anchor.com, or any of the other platforms that Anchor supports. That helps us out a lot, and we really appreciate that. Go ahead and leave a review and a star rating wouldn't as well. It be, wouldn't it be platforms that Anchor holds down? <laughs> That's uh, true. That's better way to phrase that. It's a that. boat joke. Huh? It's a boat joke. <laughs> um, but yeah, any, any of those uh, platforms, uh, any kind of feedback you can provide to us or feedback through social media. We really appreciate it. Whether you have been with us since the beginning, or if you're just now joining us, uh, welcome aboard. Um, and yes, we are still also doing our regular episodes every single week. Um, go ahead and check out, uh, our social media platforms and, uh, our episode feeds to check out what movies that we are talking about. So, with that, we will see you next week for Episode 6, Return of the Jedi. No, I have to go to the bathroom. Are these Hot Pockets? Are they raviolis? Stop it! No! No! (laughs) (laughs) Hi, Jerry. (laughs) Jerry. That was so well-timed. Stop it, jeez. Yeah, Jerry, he got all excited about something. I don't know what, but he's quiet now. Um, (laughs) God. Jerry's having a nightmare about what happened to the Jedi Council. (laughs) It's like, no, 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 Perry. He's Perry that. Oh, no, you're stabbed, too. He's he could see Padme. He could see Padme dying during childbirth. I can see Padme now. The rain is gone.